Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today we are doing an episode in a place that we recently went to on our trip. Yeah, that's right. I I know where we're covering this time and we had such a blast on our recent uh, vacation. We've got a few new places we're going to be covering kind of scattered throughout, you know, maybe some episodes we haven't visited yet, but uh, this should be a good one. Yeah, this is actually the bed and breakfast that we stayed in in St. Augustine. And I got to say, if there is one word to describe it, it is charming and very haunted. This is your haunted holiday at the St. Francis Inn in St. Augustine, Florida. So Lindsay, we went recently for our first time ever to St. Augustine, and it's one of those places in terms of hauntings that you really want to go, not only for the hauntings, but honestly, it's just a really cool city. Yeah, I agree. It's by the ocean, so that already makes it great. It's a big plus, but it is. It's got just these really nice, like, cool cobblestone streets, all these, like, really great just rows of restaurants and bars and shops and just really a a cool place to walk around all day and just explore the city yeah we were just there for a couple days but honestly i wish we were there for like a week there are such cool little restaurants and i mean everywhere you go there's like gourmet popsicles and ice cream and pizza and seafood everywhere and so much history right um we did do an episode in saint augustine at the casa monica resort and spa where we talk a little bit more about the history of the city in general if you want to go back and listen to that episode and hear more about why the city in general is haunted but to give you an idea saint augustine is actually considered america's oldest city and when it was first occupied it was the spanish that came in and it was really like constantly under some kind of siege essentially from the british from all kinds of different groups and actually right there in this tiny town there's this huge spanish fort that was there to try to you know keep it from being taken over from different occupying countries yeah, exactly. It's really cool to see the, what's it called? The Castillo de San Marcos, I think. Yeah, the Castillo de San Marcos. And we walked through that, of course. I mean, I feel like that's something you have to do when you're there. I mean, this thing is old. I'm sure it's probably haunted too, guys. Like, got to be, right? Lots of people died there defending the city. But I mean, gosh, it's it, it, you also, when you go up top of the Castillo, you can have a really good overlook of both the ocean or like the bay that's right there along with the actual city itself. Just a great place. We got to get back to St. Augustine and spend more time there. I would absolutely love to. And it's just, like you said, cobblestone streets with brick from like the 1800s, 1700s. 
Very neat. Now, the inn that we stayed in was the St. Francis Inn, and it was actually built in 1791. It is considered the oldest inn in St. Augustine, which is saying something. And in researching this, you know, the architecture there is so interesting. If you're looking at the inn, it was kind of confusing because the front of it was like there's no entryway in the front, like facing the street. And I kind of was confused and you have to go through this little back entryway into a courtyard, but it was actually ordered by the Spanish government that if you were to build a house on a street down there, that that's how you had to do it in order to reinforce for attacks. You didn't want to have a front entrance. I had no idea that's why the entryway was in the courtyard, but I thought it was just super cool. Like you walk into this courtyard, it's like this... They've got like a cute little pond and just seating for people to sit outside. They have like a a cat that hangs out in the courtyard. I just kind of thought it added to the ambiance. I had no idea that was part like an ordinance and part of the history of the city. So the first builder was a man named Gaspar Garcia. He was actually given the land from the King of Spain. Over the years, it was it really started out as private residence, essentially. It exchanged hands through numerous families, mostly people that were in the military to some regard, just because there was so much going on there military-wise. In 1845 is actually when it was converted from a private residence into an actual in where people could rent out rooms and of course it's gone through different renovations over the years changing the attic into an actual third floor with additional rooms etc now just based on how old this place is we know as a private residence throughout that time there were people that died here it's hard to say you know which of the owners actual passed away But when you research the history, there's a lot of illness going on back in these days in St. Augustine. There's yellow fever. There are reports of some owners that had like 10 kids living in this place. And many of them, of course, as unfortunately happened back in these times, didn't make it. Right. And so it's safe to assume that there is a good portion of these individuals who probably passed away on the property itself. Yeah, think about it. I mean, you're talking late 1700s. I mean, gosh, that is old. And, you know, life expectancy just wasn't all that high back then. That's just the reality. Yeah, exactly. Now, there is one story in particular that is the main story of this house and why they believe it is haunted. I will say this is something that the inn itself talks about on their website. And we know one of the individual's names related to this, who is Lily. Um, We don't know necessarily the other person's name. So essentially, this was in the mid 1800s. There was a man owning the house at the time named Major William Hardy. He was actually part of the Confederacy at the time. This is in the South. You can imagine the situation is you're dealing with slavery, people who are very racist against black people. And essentially, he had his nephew come 
to live with him. And his nephew apparently wasn't really in agreement with the Confederacy's viewpoints on these things. And he fell in love with a young black servant girl that was working at the house named Lily. And she was apparently very beautiful. She originally came from Barbados and they had a love affair in this house. They would sneak all around the property and obviously it would have been considered very taboo, especially in the South in this time frame. And so they didn't want to get caught. So a lot of times they would go hide in different rooms to have this affair. Or a lot of times at the time, they would be in the attic, which is now the third floor of the house. Unfortunately, the uncle, who was this Confederate major, walked in on the two of them, on this nephew and Lily. And things apparently really erupted from there. The uncle, we're not exactly sure what happened to Lily. There's a couple different things that they they think may have happened. They think that he may have just dismissed her or sold her to another owner. And they were essentially told they're not allowed to see each other again. And the nephew was so heartbroken by being split up from his love that Again, we're not entirely sure what happened, but there's a few potential scenarios. The more common one that you're going to hear is that he actually hung himself in the attic and died by suicide. Mm -hmm. So horribly tragic. The other version of that is also dying by suicide by jumping out of the window on the third floor and falling to his death. And yet another version is that the uncle may have actually murdered him upstairs in the attic. But what happened to Lily, we're not entirely sure. Again, she may have gone somewhere else, but maybe she didn't because, spoiler alert, she's definitely haunting this place. And in fact, when I was talking to somebody who was working there, when you read online, it sounds like she was probably sent somewhere else. But one of the workers was telling me that actually they think that she continued to work there and that tensions were high. Imagine this, somebody that you loved, you were having this wild love affair with in the house was killed either by suicide or by murder from this uncle. And now you're continuing to have to work here forced and deal with this jerk Confederate dude And so it created this major tension, especially on the third floor, which was then the attic. Right. That's so interesting, too. I mean, you think about, you know, the two of them having potentially what you call like a love affair. And maybe it was that, right? Like maybe Lily felt the same way about the the nephew guy that that was killed. Uh, Maybe she felt that way. But I also think there's that potential because she was a slave certainly wasn't there of her own volition you know i think you can make that argument that nothing is really consensual when you have slavery involved here so i don't know you know she also may may not have been really a participant a willing participant as far as we are aware right or maybe she complied 
I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there because maybe what you're saying is absolutely true. Maybe that is the story. But I mean, there is some doubt that I have because of the fact that, you know, if she's a slave. She really doesn't have a choice in anything she did. I think that is a really good point that you bring up because yes, what I'm telling you is the story that has been told over generations, but you're actually 100% correct that she was a slave in these days, essentially. And so consent, I don't know that it could have been there and she may have been totally in love with him as well, but the reality is we don't know. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so let's get into the hauntings. And most of these hauntings revolve around Lily and her potential lover. But there's also a lot of activity here. So it could be other things as well. Now, what you will hear, and I heard this from the staff when I was talking to them, is most of the activity really revolves around the third floor, which was then the attic where the nephew actually died. That's where you're going to see most of it. And a lot of the activity that was described to me by the staff and and things that they feel or that they know that people have felt is really when you walk up onto that third floor, you just get this feeling of like somebody watching you, somebody behind you. And sometimes it even feels like that tense energy that may have been going on. And it's just that lingering from that tragic event. But there is a lot more activity and actually some really interesting things that people have run across here that I don't think we've run across in other places. I know you were talking about the vibes, you know, when you first enter. And since we were there, I'll give you my take on what my vibes were when I was there. I didn't feel an ominous feeling. I didn't feel like someone was watching me. I mean, maybe, I mean, anytime I go into what 
they say is a haunted place. I always kind of get a little bit of the creeps just thinking, what if there is somebody watching us, right? But I got good vibes from this place all in all. You know, I definitely didn't sense anything negative. Although, hey, I'm not a psychic, but that's just my take. I, I really liked the room. And, you know, we stayed on the third floor in the Garcia suite. So we definitely booked a room that was potentially haunted more so than some others. And we wanted to get in that third floor that used to be the attic. That was the biggest thing. And so each of the rooms today are named different things. And that's an important point, Lindsay, because there is actually a room named Lily's room that is on the third floor that we couldn't really get into because it wasn't big enough because there was three of us. It was me, Lindsay, and then our good friend, Megan, that was along with us for this trip. And so we needed something a little bit larger. But if you want the most haunted room, that's definitely the room that you're going to want to get and agree but they they do say the entire third floor is fairly active yes absolutely so we got the one that could accommodate us on the third floor and just like you Lindsay, i got very positive vibes here i will say on the final night that we were there although it was you and megan sleeping in the king bed and i was sleeping on the pullout sofa in the other room i did have a hard time falling asleep because i kept thinking Oh my gosh, if I open my eyes, is somebody going to be staring at me? You know, and yeah. I normally have no issue falling asleep, but I did have an issue falling asleep that night. And I don't, I, I think I was probably just in my own head, you know, in this haunted place in a room kind of by myself. But that's the only vibe that I ever really felt. Welcome to my world, Lisa, because that's what happens to me. I get in my own head in these haunted places and I can't sleep. But this was a record because I definitely fell asleep before you did. You did. That was that was a new one for sure. <laughs> but yeah, for whatever reason that night, I just could not fall asleep for the longest time. But you also want to look for apparitions everywhere in this place. They, they're mainly seen on the third floor, but you will see them on other floors and just throughout the grounds. Lily is probably the most known apparition that you're going to run across, and she is seen wearing all white. You'll also see a male figure wearing kind of like I would describe like a white puffy looking shirt from back in the day, maybe a hat. We think maybe this is the nephew looking for Lily, wandering the grounds. Let's get into some of the specific occurrences that people have encountered here, because there are some really interesting things. One thing that happened was a woman was staying the night here, and she woke up to just this loud bang. She wakes up, gets out of bed, tries to figure out what it is, turns the lights on, and her purse has been thrown on the floor and everything dumped out. And according to her, the noise was so loud that it couldn't have possibly just been her purse falling off of the table. Like it had to be physically thrown. And the other important thing to note here is that it wasn't anybody that had snuck in, the door was locked and nothing was missing. Definitely strange, right? I mean, you never know, like things fall and, and stuff like that. But, you know, it sounds like this could be a significant thing for, for this woman if that's what she found. Yes. And there's also some strange things that have happened around makeup bags. And one person, for example, had their makeup bag in the bathroom and went in there to discover that it was 
full of water for no reason whatsoever. It wasn't like sitting under the faucet or anything like that. And it's so funny because when we were staying there and we had learned about this, I was like, if my makeup gets destroyed by some ghost putting water in it, that is one thing I am not going to be happy about. Scatter my purse belongings all over the floor, but don't destroy all of my stuff. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. We said it out loud. We're like, hey, Lily, don't be filling our makeup bags with water. This stuff is not cheap. (laughs) So we did not experience that. No, thank goodness. The other things that you're going to want to keep an eye out for is you will sometimes hear the sound of whispering, maybe moaning noises. Lights will turn on and off by themselves as well as coffee makers. There are falling objects like purses, but other objects that will just kind of fall off tables and that kind of thing. And then pictures will move as well. Now, one of the things that creep me out is a lot of people here report sometimes having their covers tugged on as well as sometimes their covers like totally pulled off the bed. That is freaky. I did not know that. That would have kept me awake (laughs) if I knew that going in. (laughs) I should have told you that ahead of our stay. Another interesting story. And we really, I feel like we missed an opportunity here because we should have tried this. But there was a housekeeper who was cleaning a room. And as she was cleaning the room, she had the television on. And the channel that she happened to be on was MTV. And she was just kind of like listening to it in the background. And she left to go get some sheets or something, comes back, TV's off. So she's like, that's weird. Turns it back on, continues on, TV turns back off. And no matter what she did, the TV would keep turning back off and it never really happened again. And the only thing they can attribute it to is Lily just must hate MTV and did not want it on the television. Maybe, but she's figured out that technology and she's, you know, I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't like TV, period. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Or maybe it was that specific channel. Maybe they have the sleep timer on and figured out how to turn it off. I mean, I'm not discounting it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but got to cross check those kinds of things. That's what my mind goes to. Totally, totally. Not everything is paranormal, right? Now, this one is this one is also creepy to me, but interesting. Apparently there was a newly married couple staying here, possibly on their honeymoon. This would actually be a really cool place to go stay, I think, on a honeymoon or or something like this. And they were sleeping, and the new bride woke up to being very passionately kissed. And she just assumed it was her husband, you know, trying to wake her up in some nice way. And she leans over and her husband is sound asleep in the bed next to her. That is so creepy. Oh my gosh. Weird. Maybe it's the nephew that was like thinking she was Lily. Maybe. That's right. Because she's a bride, right? And Lily wears white. True. (laughs) So so who knows? I will say I did wake up one morning um, or no, no, it wasn't in the morning. I'm sorry. It was in the middle of the night and the lights were off and there's a white lampshade. And I knew about the woman in white and I turned over to my right next to the bed and saw that white lampshade and like jumped, like, (gasps) like gasped thinking, oh my God, woman in white. No, it was a lampshade. (laughs) Debunked. 
<laughs> Another really interesting one is there was a man sleeping in the bed there. And for whatever reason, as he laid down to try to fall asleep, and it, this isn't really fully described, so I, I wish we could talk to this person and ask them exactly what they felt. But he said that basically he felt the consciousness of somebody else trying to enter him. Ooh. So very strange. Now I wonder what that would feel like, but it actually continued for a while. So he felt this and was creeped out by it. He got up and decided, you know, I'm going to go for a little walk around the grounds, maybe a little bit, try to shake this off. Did that, went to lay back down, felt it again happen. And this continued to happen throughout the night. He felt like there was some sort of spirit trying to enter him almost. And he said it wasn't evil. It didn't feel, you know, bad necessarily, but it was just creeping him out and weird. I feel like any spirit that's trying to like enter your body isn't necessarily good. Yeah, I don't want that. No. Yeah, they need to they need to move along because I'm not welcoming any of that. No. I can tell you my, that much. Me either. And the funniest story that has happened here related to potential ghostly activity, or maybe not, I, I you know, I'll like to get your take on it, is there was somebody that was staying here and they actually woke up the next day under the bed. What? And they couldn't get themselves out from under the bed. That's how tightly under the bed they actually were. <laughs> and they had to like call for help and get assistance to get out from under the bed. How much did they drink the night before? I mean, there is plenty of bars and restaurants for people to have lots of fun times and St. Augustine. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe he went on a haunted pub crawl like we did, <laughs> had a little too much like some of the people on our tour, including ourselves, and put themselves under the bed. I mean, that's a one wild story. I was unaware of this. I mean, I did some research before we went so I could know what to look for and stuff like that. Finding myself stuck under a bed certainly not something I came across. This is why you're so good at doing these research and, and tracking this stuff down. Whoa. But what's funny is to me, it's like, okay, so let's say you had too much to drink and somehow you wind up under the bed and you wake up under there and you must be confused. Like, oh my God, what the hell's happening? Now you have to actually call out for somebody to help you how embarrassing and so of course you're gonna blame it on the ghost you're gonna be like those ghosts somehow put me under here i don't know what happened i mean maybe it was the ghost right you just never know i believe all kinds of weird unexplained things can happen however i mean this just sounds maybe this guy's also maybe he wasn't drinking maybe he's just a sleepwalker and he doesn't know it you know luckily he apparently had his cell phone in his pocket when he when he climbed under there most people don't keep their cell phones like on their person when they're sleeping. Or he just yelled because it's not like, like if you yelled there like, help, somebody would hear you and come into the room Maybe. and help you. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know. I, I think the guy probably had his phone on him or something. No. Like that. I, that place is I wish. I wish we could go back in time and see exactly what occurred here because I feel like all kinds of interesting things that we need to discuss when it comes to this one.
So, Lindsay, like I said at the start of the episode, this place is beyond charming. I mean, it was so cute. The, it, it is not like your typical, like, fancy, smancy place by any means. But I would describe it as, like, very comfortable and homey. And they have everything there, like, you could possibly want to make your stay comfortable there. I totally agree with you. I think you can tell this is an older building, but that's part of the charm. It's part of, Lisa and I love going to these like old historic places because guess what? They're usually haunted. And I mean, it's just such a cool place. The staff, incredibly friendly. They had bathrobes up there for us. It's just, it's a neat, really nice homey place. And that is one thing I will say that I was particularly impressed by was how friendly the staff were there. I mean, they were willing to talk about the ghosts. They were, oh, during happy hour, what can we get you? They asked us even because we were going to miss the time frame for getting the dessert because we were going to be on a haunted pub crawl. And they were like, oh, you're going to miss that. Let's go ahead and give it to you now, your dessert, so you can put it up in your room and have it when you get back from your pub crawl. I mean, it was just such a cool experience. And there are several things I want to talk about in terms of what you get when you actually go here. So the first thing that I thought was very nice and really nice for the day after our pub crawl based on how we were feeling and kind of unique for a bed and breakfast is they have a pool in their mm-hmm. courtyard area. And I got to say that pool was healing. We felt so much better after sitting in that pool for just a little while and then going on with the rest of our day to tour the city. It was perfect. I bet you there's no other. I, I could be wrong. I, I would be shocked if there's another bed and breakfast in that city with a pool. I mean, it's such a great amenity and it was perfect. Like the temperature right. was perfect. It was great. Yeah, and it would also be great to go to after a long day of walking through the town. I mean, you get a lot of steps in there. It's a great way to relax your feet. But also another thing that we did because our feet were tired after so much walking the day before, they have a ton of bikes there that you just have to go tell the front desk, hey, I wanna take your bikes out you know, to ride around the town. And St. Augustine is flat. So riding these cruiser bikes made our day so much easier. We were able to see so much more stuff. And it was such a nice feature of this place. I got to tell you, because having those bikes made the day awesome. If you, yep. If you go to St. Augustine and, you know, you, I'm sure you could get a bike outside of the St. Francis Inn, you know, to rent. But if you go to the St. Francis Inn, take advantage of the cruiser bikes and and just ride all around the city on those because wow lisa's right it really made the day a lot more fun and we we saw a lot more stuff yes we i mean we were able to go to the ripley's believe it or not which we'll probably do an episode on because that one is in like a haunted castle and it was really cool we're able to go to the old old jail which is also very haunted but we were just able to see so much. So that made it cool. The other thing is this is a bed and breakfast. So it comes with breakfast in the morning, which was okay. It's got kind of your basic stuff and usually like an egg dish of some kind that they're making that day. There is also happy hour where they have drinks like wine and beer. 
and some little snacks out. There is nightly s'mores by the fire pit, which unfortunately we missed because we had too many plans at those times of day, but it would have been great. And then a nightly dessert that you get. And I gotta say the dessert was good. Yeah, I the dessert was delicious. It was like this Nutella brownie thing. It was great. I was extremely impressed. And they were like, please come back for s'mores tonight. And we're like, oh man, we're booked. You know, we got so much stuff. But if you get a chance to go there and, you know, spend some time, I mean, take advantage of the amenities because they do a good job putting that stuff together for you. Yes, they really, really do. And the other thing that's just really cool about it, it's very, like I said, charming, it's older, but they also have this really cool tree covered courtyard for you to sit out, just relax in. It's a lot of, you know, kind of general spaces for you to hang out and ghost hunt in. And talking about ghost hunting, we did do a significant amount of kind of ghost hunting in this place. And the only thing I I didn't really get any ghostly vibes or activity other than that one night that I just had a hard time sleeping. I know, Lindsay, at one point you felt that you had heard maybe an odd kind of tapping noise. Yeah, it was the last night we were there. I heard something, not even a tapping. It was almost like a squeaking over by the closet door. I was not far away from the bedroom closet. Completely hard to say whether or not it was paranormal. I I was half asleep when I heard it. It's kind of similar to what I experienced at the Keogh house, right? Like, I I can't really say for sure I was in the midst of sleeping, but it sounded like there was some noises happening over by the closet. Other than that and scaring myself with the lampshade, I I didn't experience anything. Before we would leave for the day, we'd also say, hey, move this, close that door, move this thing, you know, and we would kind of take account of where things were and we just didn't get activity. So is this place haunted? I think it's absolutely haunted based on the stories, the age. It has some haunted vibes. I I think it does. But we just didn't experience anything. And that's just what happens when you go to these places. You just no guarantees in having an experience. Totally. And this is one of those places that does embrace their ghosts. So if you want to talk to the staff members about the ghosts and the stories, they're going to talk to you about it. I mean, we were sitting at the pool and I was just hey, have you had anything happen here? A lot of times at these places, they these people working here are going to be totally willing to, to share their experiences with you as well, which makes it, makes it kind of fun. Now, this place, I think for what you get in this really cool destination is pretty reasonably priced, actually. So Lily's room, which is just a queen bed room, And again, don't forget these prices are subject to change, of course, and depending on the day of week, time of year, that is gonna change them as well, is approximately $189 a night. But again, that comes with a pool, that comes with bikes, that comes with breakfast, that comes with s'mores, dessert, all these different cool things. I think it's a really good rate. I really do considering everything that you get with it and the fact that it's like right in the center of town in a tourist city, I think it's a good deal. I really do too. Now for some of the larger rooms, for like us, we needed to have the pull-out sofa. Those are typically around the $250 mark. Um, But again, you can split that price amongst more people 
um, the more people that you have in there. There's also some other rooms that you can rent that are bigger. There's kind of like a big courtyard suite. That one is significantly more expensive, but it's also a much larger living space. So if you're going there maybe with a whole family of people, keep in mind there's options out there for that as well if you want to look into that. So if you are in St. Augustine, I do really think that the St. Francis Inn is a great opportunity. I really, really want to go back. We were only there for two nights. We didn't have any ghostly activity, like I said, but I think if we had stayed longer, we might have come across something. If there's a haunted place, I feel like the St. Francis Inn is one of them. For sure. All right. Well, I did get a really funny Facebook message on our uh, Facebook profile that we have under Your Haunted Holiday, and it's from Heather. And she says, hey, gals. So I'm listening to the episode on Highland Lawn Cemetery. That was just a few weeks ago, guys, if you haven't listened to it. And she says, I have two thoughts. One, as Lisa was talking about Stiffy Green getting stuffed, I was thinking, well, now he's Stuffy Green. And right after you said that, Lindsay says, now he's really stiff. (laughs) And Lisa thought that comment was morbid. I'm happy to be in the morbid camp with Lindsay. Woohoo! Thanks, Heather. I'm all about that. She says, two, yes, Lindsay, they definitely should bury that poor dog with his owner. The dog would not leave the grave, and now they're taking him away? That's bad juju. I'm done listening to the episode, so I hope Stiffy will reappear at the grave at some point. (laughs) So I wrote back to her. I said, I love that you enjoyed my morbid comments. Thank you for listening to the show. We're glad to hear you're enjoying it. She said she's glad Stiffy Green is having fun with his, uh, his owner in the graveyard. So I just thought that was so funny from Heather because that was a morbid comment that I made and you mentioned it. So I'm just so glad that some of our listeners can appreciate the fact that hey this show gets a little bit morbid sometimes it can and that's i mean that's part of the fun is that morbid to say (laughs) yeah i think it is i think it's all in good fun well thank you heather for writing us i appreciate those comments so much if you want to reach us you can reach us on facebook on our profile page you can also go to yourhauntedholiday.com hit contact us and send us an email that way too let us know if you've got your own ghost story that you've experienced um, if you've been to any of these places that we've covered and have your own insights we love hearing that stuff as well if you're enjoying the show tell your friends and family that you think might also enjoy it we're trying to grow our listener base Uh, also make sure to rate us five stars if you're enjoying the show as well all right thanks so much for listening have a great week stay safe and healthy everybody 